Also, I had a meme that I want to send you. Uh, anyway, I'm Doug. I'm Ryan. This is... Me. Two me. <laughs> <laughs> this is Two Weeks From Everywhere, a podcast where two friends talk into a can. And we're not just pressing the flesh, we're mass communicating. <laughs> I ain't singing in no can. <laughs> and Veller never paid $10 to sing into his can. Anyway, I was going to send you a meme. And it was, uh, it was like it was like a like an old seventies wizard like shooting flames, right? And the meme said, "Goblins will see you teleport and say he can't afford a steed." <laughs> and I went, "That's the best nerdiest like like thuggish, weirdly like alpha wannabe thing like in the world." Like, look at these goblins thinking that I can't afford a steed. Poof, they'll see you teleport and think he can't afford a steed. That's the best. That's anyway, very, so very uh, Doug Ryan, very nerdy everywhere. specific. Yeah. Two months from everywhere. Two months from and listen. Uh, the problem is, is Ryan was trying to rekindle some weird teenage flames with two other dudes in what I believe the French call a menage a trois, yes, as it were. It is, yeah. um, and he couldn't have picked two different looking fellas to, to have that menage <laughs> with, I don't think. <laughs> two very drastically, physically, characteristically yeah. different fellas. It's like if you've ever seen twins, uh, it's kind of like that. <laughs> 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 but, but wait, which one is which? I don't know. I'll leave it, I'll leave it Julius, to you. Julius, you're covered in bumps. Did you get stung uh, by bees? Did you get stung by <laughs> Bad to the boat. Also, Billy would wear that shirt for sure. You're anyway, we uh, we are recovering from what I would like to say is a, is a month hiatus of Ryan uh, playing with his high school rock and roll band, the midlife Muckers. Yeah. A midlife crisis, the, the midlife Muckers. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and uh, played a show in our hometown for almost an hour. You played yeah. rock and roll live for almost yeah. an hour. How did that feel? It was amazing. It was, was it? Absolutely. Did you like it? Yeah, it was fantastic. It was the most fun I've had in a long time. Long, long time, though. And I would like you to, if we can get a little personal, I would like you to express, <laughs> not saying there were any regrets that you had about those moments, but if you had any regrets about, like, having that live show happen, what was the biggest regret you had, Ryan, do you think? The biggest regret? The biggest, you were on stage, Billy, Troy, playing music live, and then you messaged me and you said, the only thing I regret... Oh, was that I when I looked in the audience... <laughs> I saw you, and I looked to my left, and I didn't see you. You were not on the stage. I was not on stage. So Ryan yeah. and I have uh, probably a decade shared a stage yeah. for, a, and in those years, every weekend, every for three hours, sometimes, sometimes multiple times in one week. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes different places times in one day. Sometimes six places in one day. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, so uh, uh, Ryan rekindled his love of, of 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 playing fast, hard rock and roll music. I rekindled my love of being aggressively mean to people who stand <laughs> too close to me. That was fun. Um, there was a... But to, what music. We, uh, to music. Yeah, I wasn't mean. No, and and yeah. to be fair, all the people were involved in the aggressively. Yes. They, they, they knew. Aggressive. Yeah. They knew when my shirt came off, the business <laughs> was to be done. <laughs> so, oh, uh, I thought it was... Uh, again, it was some of the most fun I've had in a long, long time. It was yeah. so entertaining and so much fun. And you guys crushed it. Well, thank you. Thank you. Can you believe we did that in Hamilton, Ohio? Not only did we do that in Hamilton, Ohio, and not only were we surrounded by, there was some punk rock, there were, we literally had, I would say, the amount of punk rock people, especially in the little bit of a pit that in the dance little area that was going on, I would say that the generational gap could have been 60 to 70 years difference between the youngest person dancing in the pit 
it. Yes. And and who we have dubbed the, the Lindemold punk rock wizard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I believe his name is Dale. Not 100%. Yeah. Yeah. His name is Dale. And uh, he's the reason I danced the whole time because he did that to every band. But uh, yeah, so Daryl, the, the punk rock, punk rock. Oh my God. Let me try that again. The, Darryl, the, <laughs> the pork Darryl, sword the wizard. Punk rock wizard. The Hamilton <laughs> punk rock wizard. Uh, yeah. So I asked a question. Okay. So a little background for the audience uh, or listening audience that might not know. Um, the last time before, um, before 2023, the last time that my band played uh, with the, the, the original lineup was probably at the, at the latest 99, 1999, but probably 1998. That was probably the last time the three of us played. And I ra- I asked a question of the audience. I said, who saw us play last century? Meaning in the 90s. And many hands went up. Now, some of those, like yours, right? The, I yeah. knew that. I knew the answer to that question. Yes. But the punk rock wizard's hand went up. Yeah. And a bunch of other hands went up that I did not I did not know who they were. So yeah. that's... Yeah. Uh, that was, but that maybe was, they knew of you? But they said they saw us play. Yeah, that's crazy. So that made the heart grow a little bit. It, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It's way awesome. And uh, I will say that I still have it. I still dance like an erratic machine yeah, and it's too. amazing. <laughs> and uh, and it was a good time. I never and, thought uh, that I would ever see uh, a, a organic mosh pit start to music that I was playing live ever again for the rest of my life. Like, I never yeah. thought I would see that again. Yeah. And, and you made it happen. <laughs> I made it. Yeah, yeah, I did. Not only that, but I was dragging people who did not want to be a part of it yeah. that got a part of it. Like, even Troy's little brother, who, who was very busy making sure that every beer can he could find was empty, which yes. is phenomenal. <laughs> because, man, uh, fundamentally, Anheuser-Busch probably owns owes the Bryant family a good <laughs> chunk of change because, I like, I since we were kids, I remember Troy's mom and dad would pack them away. Yeah. Non-stop. And now the whole, the whole, they might, like, we, my family's the same way. Any, any party where there's more than five people, you better have six, seven cases of, of beer or it's not going to work. It's just, or somebody's going to leave half drunk to go get more beer. So <laughs> I love it. But man, I forgot how much I enjoyed the Bryants altogether. Like Dusty wasn't there, but man, what a good, just fun overall group of amazing people. And yeah. like <laughs> Troy has never changed. And there's something so ridiculously relieving about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like death taxes and Troy, like it's amazing that like he's <laughs> just, he knows what he's, what he wants, what he's doing with his life. And that's just it. There's no questioning his, it's just good. There are good people out there that just are, are themselves. And, and Troy boy is one of those unapologetically unique and solely his own person. And it's amazing. And he's literally been that way since he was a, that dude has not changed and not in a bad, this I'm not, I'm not knocking it. I wish I, I wish, I mean, I felt a little like old Doug a little bit. I mean, I did like scream, play some fucking rock and roll, you pussy in Billy's face. And like, that was like old Doug's, but like, I did feel a little like invigorated and I did, uh, I did, it did make me want to like work on music stuff. And so, and speaking of working on music, uh, Billy reunited you with something that someone I was gonna I'm, I was gonna TikTok this story too because I was like, oh, this is like a cool, this is like a put it out there in the universe story. So I uh, I think, and I'm pretty sure I was 14. I keep thinking about it. I think I was 14. So I gave my father some money because he said he had a guy at work, a friend of his. This is a hard. And my story. my dad can play guitar. He's one of those guys that like never really learned, but he just knows chords and he sings really well. And so I always told him like I'd pluck around on his acoustic guitar that I wanted 
an electric guitar because, you know, at, at that time, who made music on acoustic guitars? You yeah. need to be electric. Hippies. Hippies, yeah. <laughs> None of your free-loving... Yeah. <laughs> Dex is ugly. Um, so uh, so he said a guy at work selling an, an amplifier and a really nice guitar for $40. And if you give me $40, I will buy it from him. Which, looking back on it, I was 14 and you're my dad. You should have just bought it for me, dickhead. But he didn't. <laughs> so I paid for it. And uh, and uh, the guy, and I got the guitar. And Ryan can attest that that of any electric guitar ever, this is the heaviest to exist. <laughs> it must feel like what lifting Molnier feels like if you are a good person. Because you go, oh, it is heavier than I expected. It's almost too heavy to wield. I don't know if I can wield this all day. I mean, it is a fucking bulky guitar, dude. Made of metal. Made of metal. Well, yeah, well, made of something. Yeah. And uh, and so anyway, so I literally, from, from the age of 14, I had this guitar. Many of songs were written on this guitar. I wrote some ridiculousness a lot with Sean Blevins. That guitar wrote um, um, the Sadomasochistic Freak, which is still one of my favorite songs that I've ever written in my entire life. Do you remember that one? I do. Yeah. Uh, with with the uh, with the uh, my favorite line is uh, what was it? Uh, Scratch my back and pull my hair, make me woo just like Ric Flair. Oh my god! <laughs> woo. So uh, <laughs> anyway, so many of great songs were written on this on this ridiculously knockoff dumb guitar, and it was a nice little like fake PV amp. It was still you know whatever anyway i with the passage of time things get lost in in the void and that guitar i had you move families divorces whatever everything so as far as i was concerned this gross like literally i had painted stuff i think i painted a union jack in the wrong colors because i thought it was funny and i had put stickers from one of our friends uh mer's room she had a big bag of stickers and i was just put they were like heart stickers and dog butts and like i was like (laughs) so so anyway this guitar the last time I saw it was the night or mid nineties, if not later. And I, you know, I live with Brian's brother for a little, a little while. And I, I kind of moved around a bunch and like, so this guitar was just gone in the void. So cut to a couple weeks back and I'm excited. Five years later, 25 oh, years. No, since the last time you saw it, probably 25, years. probably 25 years since I saw that guitar for sure. Yeah. So, so I'm sitting there and I had already talked to Troy, but Troy and I talk like I've, I've video chat with Troy every once in a while. We just bullshit and stuff. So I still, and I talked to you almost daily. So like, but I was a little excited because Billy, and I told Billy this, and I've t- I think I've told you that Billy was one of the people like you, where I remember when there weren't other people around, we would have what I considered at that time, like adult, we talked about like aspirations and me and Billy talked about, what if we just left and went to New York City? Cause that's where it's fucking at. Like, and we had like, we could probably do it if we were smart enough. Like, so I had adult, con- I, Billy Reed was one of those guys that I just felt just a, a kinship to for no real reason. Just, I liked him. He liked me. And we had some, just, a kinship. And then we just fell out of ways. Like life happens and sometimes you just part. Ships passing in the night as it were. You just mm. go on your way. I still enjoy, I still love the guy. I, I fondly remember some very great memories with Billy, including smoking too much weed in his car with him and Troy <laughs> and turning around and going to my mom's house on St. Clair Avenue and there being 622 cop cars, three fire oh trucks, God. and they pulled a girl's skull head out of the gravel pit while I had to go back because I smoked too much weed and was freaking oh, the fuck yeah. out. That was the day they found that girl's head and the guy had like pulled her teeth out so that nobody could figure out who she was. And then my sister went to school with that guy. Anyway, crazy. But I remember we're pulling into that apartment because there was like that quarry there, right? It was was the gravel quarry. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I remember Billy stopped the car instantly (laughs) and he goes, you got to get the fuck out. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I go, what? And he goes, I'm not fucking, the car's filled with weed. I'm not driving all the way up there. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. So I had to walk a gauntlet of law enforcement as a teenager, yeah, like paranoid. doing the whole, I'm, I'm fine. Oh. And of course my mom who knows, you know, we have share, cops in our family. We have firefighters. So my mom knows everybody. She's out there with a gang of people around her. And I'm just like, hey mom, <laughs> I got it. Is this your car? I like your there, car. I'm going to sit on your car. I'm not feeling great. I'm going to go with the room. Okay. Like it was that moment. So like, so anyway, that's, <laughs> I, that's a very that. fond memory of they. <laughs> I remember they, they did not have a body bag. It was like a folded black bag of that's skull. Awful. Very that's awful. awful. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, quit smoking weed up until recently. <laughs> so also rekindled uh, that too. So, um, but, uh, so anyway, so this guitar lost to the void and I'll post, I will put pictures of it. And if I do, I'll do the TikTok story too. And I'll put that on, on our website or on our Facebook page. And, uh, so we, uh, so anyway, so I, see Billy and it was one of those moments where I kind of did get misty eyed I was like holy shit outside of dreadlocks the kid didn't look different I, I even he made a not comment yeah. not a fucking bit and still a handsome fucker yeah. man he's a good looking dude yeah. and I told him like, god damn like, you, like I have a picture of me and him and I think I look better now than I did back then and I think I'm I was I go I'm, you know I'm healthier and skinnier I've got muscles and then I every time I look at the picture of me like I did a selfie with me and Billy I was like what the fuck is the point I should be fat again this is stupid <laughs> Anyway, like a Chris Pine over here. <laughs> yeah, that's so fucking, yeah, and he's like a foot and a half taller than me, and I'm like, it looked like I took a picture with a rock star. Like, look, 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 look who I'm with, fucker. Now I hate him. Anyway, he's a dickhole. I'm glad he's dead. Anyway, so, <laughs> so, so he goes, hey, I got to go get my bass amp and stuff because this band's going to borrow it. Um, I have something of yours. And I go, oh, okay, because I don't know why you would have anything of mine. And he goes, and listen, I don't know if you want it. I don't know why I kept it, but if you want it, come with me to the car. So I come to Billy's car. <laughs> he opens the door and he pulls out this giant maroon monstrosity, the fucking guitar I haven't seen in 25 years. <laughs> and if I tell you my, I was misty eyed seeing Billy, I started crying and not even at the guitar, just at the notion that it still existed. Yeah. And the notion that Billy had it and he kept it and then had the wherewithal to go, I'm going to bring that to Doug who I haven't seen yeah. in decades. Yeah. And I still, it's in my art room. I look at it almost daily and go, what the fuck is this thing doing alive? And mind you, it has one string, by the way, the, uh, the, the, high, the low E that was on it when Billy probably got it from me somehow. <laughs> it has no, it has, it, it, the bridge is half broken. There's no steel plate on the back where the, where the, the pickup springs are. Uh, there's no knobs. There's no switches. There's literally a string in, in about 182 pounds of guitar. That's it. So is that the same guitar you're playing in the Fab D uh, video that's, that we found on YouTube? That holy! It's the same guitar, isn't it? That's the <laughs> yes. Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm, uh, we can keep talking. I'm actually going to go to YouTube real quick. I won't play anything. Well, I just want to well, see. I'll tell you. Uh, Billy asked me like we we were doing a rehearsal before uh, two weeks before the the show, and he asked me like specifically like Is Doug going to be there? I said Yeah. He said he's going to be there. He confirmed with me today that he's going to be there, and I I guarantee you the reason he asked me that is because he was because like, of I'm that. Give him that guitar back. Listen, and the fact that what the f oh, so oh what damn it i don't remember what his uh ah no <laughs> nothing is broken everything yeah. is fine 
What? The iPad is on a on a yeah. little little tripod. It was and... it was better than I couldn't see what happened. I just yeah. heard the <laughs> noise and saw your face. Oh, I can't. Find. I'm gonna look and see. I uh, if I had to guess, Collins, I'm eighty percent, eighty five percent sure that is the exact guitar. Yeah. That the soul suckers of saviors got to told to fuck off with. No, or whatever uh, those guys. Slaves of society. Slaves. The of slaves society. of society. Fuck them. So fuck those guys. <laughs> but uh, so now I have. I have this guitar and I'm not going to do, I'm going to hang it on the wall. Like a, like a, like a memento, like an artifact in the yeah. fact that in all of that, but like now Billy and I've like stayed in touch. We we've talked a little bit. And as I was talking to Ben, we talked a little bit about my friend Ben and like at the end of our conversation, we had a good, like kind of emotional talk. And then we had a little bit of like, we, we talked about, cause we had a friend that him and I hung out with for like two years. Solid. Her name was Andrea and she died of a drug overdose. And you may remember she was short blonde girl, yeah. Andrea. Uh, so she died of a drug overdose, but for like two or three years, me and her and Ben were inseparable, like just went everywhere together. And uh, and so we like got back into that. And at the very end, I was like, okay, dude, it's like almost nine, like the baby has to go to sleep. And I, you know, I can't talk without being fucking loud and obnoxious. So I definitely can't be on a phone while the baby's sleeping. And he goes real quick, how about that fucking guitar, man? <laughs> and I was like, I fucking know. So like, even he goes, I can't, un- I just, that's, it's so amazing to me. And I was like, man, so it's, I will, I'm going to take a picture the second I'm done. I'm going to post it because it's phenomenal, dude. It's crazy. And like the, the just the feeling and the emotion of like, you know, and there's something about another human being because here's what like Billy goes, oh, well, you know, I, I probably should have gotten rid of it a long time ago. Why would I keep it? And he basically said, I just had it. I just didn't want to get rid of it. But emotionally, a million times he could have went, this fucking thing is broken and old and stupid. I should just get rid of it. And he probably held it and went, but it's Doug's. Why would I? And to me, the sentimentality of going, I could, but maybe one day or or even if his in his subconscious he went well I want to keep it because it is of that like era of like we had a fucking solid for like 12 or 18 punk rock weirdo alternative kids at Hamilton High we had a tight knit group of creative fucking people mm-hmm. and it was a good time and we even had like we even had like fist fights and we got we're like a jock freak war like the football players hated us and we fucking hated them and like it was a good weird it was a movie style like punk rock upbringing in a suburban town like that's yeah. a, in, in a midwestern suburban town especially so it's just there's something about that sentimentality that a he didn't want to get rid of it for some reason even though had i still had the guitar it probably would have got fucking chucked a long time ago yeah especially if it had fallen into disrepair i'd have been like like i kept my dano why am i keeping this yeah why would i keep it but the dano's the exact opposite perfect shape weighs about 10 pounds like (laughs) compared to this stupid thing but man the sentimentality of keeping that to me is is why humans exist (laughs) like the consciousness we have is for moments like that where you go oh we are a little bit special we are a little bit strange in this weird uh, hurtling rock on a vo- in the void. Like it's amazing to me. So there's that. Yeah. So now yeah, I have a guitar, I mean, and that's and you summed it up. Uh, my feeling of playing a show in my hometown. You know, to my friends that I a lot of them I haven't seen in a long time. Uh, songs I wrote when I was a kid and some new ones. That's too, still you know? listen. Those songs still fucking hold up, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I like you know. Sometimes I'm amazed by like what we were able to put together, and we none of us knew what the hell we were doing. We were are you guys like, gonna like? That's gonna go on. So you guys are gonna record, like we record. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Because sure. listen, like Nazi skinheads, fuck you. Like is one of the best songs ever written by three teenagers. Yeah. Like that chorus is so catchy and so amazing. It it will bring fire. I have no <laughs> doubts in my mind when that gets on a digital format, Spotify or whatever, it will catch fire. And not catch like not pop, but like in punk rock scenes, it will catch fire. Guarantee yeah. it. But not only that, you guys, every song that played, I was like. 
like, oh my God, Kevin is like, I would, I would go, I didn't, I didn't remember. I knew the lyrics to this, yeah. which is silly because <laughs> if I have any talent, it is the amazing ability to remember every true. word to every fucking song yeah. ever. So I remember I challenged you on that once and I, you were like, you're like, just name a song, whatever, name a song, I'll do the words. And I was like, streams of whiskey. And then you just said the whole fucking song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, that, uh, yeah. Uh, that and the, like movie quotes and yeah, I'm really good at years of movies. <laughs> like, so I'm just, I'm just, that's how my brain holds on to memories because all that stuff equals yeah. memory, I think. So I'll tell you, I'll confess to something that's kind of bothered me a little bit. Uh, like since we started playing music again, the muckers that is yeah. like, uh, and, and it's happened really with MVM. It happened. You with see MVM. this edition by the way. Yeah, I did. I, when we, were, <laughs> when we were trying to figure out the audio issues I was talking about. Yeah. Darth I've read star Wars. That. All of this is now star Wars. So like, look, there's yeah. Boba and Fennec Shen. And then all of these are, are, are Vader or Palpatine. All these pops up here. Anyway, go ahead. You're a, you're a, yeah, I'm a big fucking nerd. Big hairy uh, nerd. No, but it, 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 and it, it honestly, it bothers me. Like the amount of songs that I have written or been involved in or played over and over and over again that I've forgotten. Like, it, it really, it really bothers me because I mean, and I'm not like, this isn't a flex or a humble brag or anything, but like, uh, you know, I did not partake in, let's say some of the more, um, uh, hedonistic delights of our teenage years. Right. I did not partake in such substances. You right? didn't partake in anything. Don't act like <laughs> you were like, Oh, I did something. You were not yeah. that guy, which is fine. But like Billy and Troy, uh, who did <laughs> a little bit, they, uh, a little bit. they, they will like just come out with stuff like, yeah. Oh yeah. There, here's this song. And we always used to go into this song after this one. And I'll remember it. Like once they prompt me to do it, but yeah. I never would have got there on my own. And it like, yeah. it kind of bothers me a little bit, Well, but it shouldn't a, because it's not fair with Troy, because you know, you play drums, but you're not a drummer. Like you're a, right, you're right. a musician. You're not a drummer. Troy is not a musician. Troy is a, 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 a forever drummer and drummer brains are weird. A drummer is literally the only guy in a band in a movie and they go dun, 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 dun. then he can fill the he doesn't need any more information so like a really good drummer should be able to sit in with any band in about three seconds be able to finish the song that they're playing like that's just drummer brains are weird so so that doesn't but the fact that like he remembered song in a song that to me is 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 strange yeah because like yeah. I think about I think about the fact we played a hundred and some odd songs for the for the for the um pub uglies and and I sometimes but then again it takes like a like a word or a note like the second and I go, hey, what was that key? And the wife will hit it on the tin whistle and go, oh, I'm here. I am gone. I am yeah. gone. So then we're off in, in a way. So. And and so uh, a public example of that is we were uh, on the way home. We went on a little mini vacation a couple of weeks ago. And it involved a 10 to 11 hour drive, depending on how many stops we had to make. And I was listening to like uh, on Apple Music, they have like your, your station, which is yeah. like it plays stuff that you listen to a lot, but it also plays like stuff like that. And, and and I have a pretty diverse uh, catalog, like library. So yeah. it'll it'll jump from like metal and punk rock to like Americana and all this other kind of stuff. And uh, okay, I had a, I, this just in. But anyway, and this song shit. came on. <laughs> This song came on and uh, and I just started singing all the words to it. And then one of my kids was like, Dad, you know this song? And I was going, God damn them all. I was told we'd sing overseas for the American gold. And I'm like, I'm like, how do I know this song? Yeah. Right? And then I yeah. like remembered, oh, I used to sing this in front of people for money. And it was like <laughs> that, that that mind, like it was it was completely gone from my brain. And I and I was like, you know, we're the last of Ferret's privateers, and I'm like 
completely forgot that, you know, we sang that. We did that. We performed that. I don't know, and, by like, the way. Stuff like that bothers it's, me. It, it doesn't bother. I get bothered when I forget things. Like when I'm like, what is that? I always like if I forget a line and then sure go, yeah, but you remembered like four out of five like verses. That's impressive. And I'm like, yeah, but and then like 10 minutes later, I'm like, it's this thing. So also that, <laughs> that happened a lot. Uh, I did do a, 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 a drawing based on Barrett's Privateers, but I did a like a pirate wench with just a, like a, it almost looked like a almost like a graffiti, like a big like a, a big ass girl. Right. Mm-hmm. But it just said loose, wide, fat in stays because that was that was the antelope. <laughs> and for two whole days, she was loose and fat and wide. And that just means that she yeah. had big boards that were shitty yes. and didn't work. But I always went <laughs> like a girl she's big and fat and wide like a so. But anyway, yeah. So Ryan and I have played music collectively for 50,000 years. 50 when you add it together. 50, when you add it together collectively, yeah. by yeah. the way. And that's when I was telling my children, I thought they which my my son for sure. Like my oldest Finn is always very sentimental. So he liked it. But the others didn't. I go, just so you guys know, if I smushed all of your years together, this guitar is older than your years. years. Now I had it. The time I haven't had it is not. But even then, it's pretty close to how long since I've seen this guitar. That's collectively pretty awesome. Mm, They didn't seem to care. No, they don't give a shit. They Uh, don't give a shit. They they don't don't care. Um, Yeah. So, So, and then when I told them, uh, going back to the Barrett's Privateers thing, when I told them, oh yeah, that's right. That's how I know this song. Remember we used to sing this. And then even Katie was like joining in because she remembered the words and I was like, oh yeah, you guys used to do play this song. And then Katie was like, you know, your dad used to sing like sea shanties and, and stuff in front of people all the time. That's something they would do like every week they would do. And they were like, that's really cool. And they went back to their game. And, you know, See, here's what it is though. Like in, 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 I just told the wife this too. Or, the wife and my sister actually. So like, cause I told my sister and my wife, I'd love to do a podcast with my wife and she will never do it because she thinks yeah. that people would hate her. Yeah. But I would love to do a my, podcast my called My Wife Hates This. And not, <laughs> not in a bad way, but like she didn't grow up with fantasy stuff and she didn't grow up with sci-fi stuff and she loves that stuff. Like what we do in Shadows is one of her favorite shows and it is as fantasy as it gets except for it's absurd fantasy. Do you watch What We Do in Shadows? I've seen just the previews for it. Holy shit, Collins. It's one of the smartest written absurd TV shows ever. It is so well written and acted. You would, hands down, you would adore it. Anyway, so she loves that stuff. But I always thought it's funny because guess what? I'm the exact opposite. Like you put a robot or a dragon in and I'm kind of even, and if that <laughs> robot is a dragon, I'm even more into it. And if you had a wizard or a gnome, I'm fucking, I love it. So, <laughs> so, but I always thought it'd be funny if like I made my wife watch shit that I loved as a kid. You know what I mean? Just to get like the take of somebody who was not raised that got to watch that shit or like that shit or even likes it now. To me, that's phenomenal. I would love to hear a perspective of shit I love from somebody who just isn't a thing to them. Yeah. And my sister's the same way except my sister I thought it'd be fun to like do John like 80s culture and music because that's my sis, me and my sister era it's what we connect on but I said Ange also we're in an era that like if you and I Collins died tomorrow our kids would be able to take all of what we've recorded songs all of our po- hours and hours of podcasting and they could a, a chat GBT could recreate my personality enough to where it wouldn't really be me but my kids could hear my voice and they could talk to me respectedly respectively and get a response as me as I would because chat GBT would take all of my mannerisms the way I speak the way I cuss everything about it and make it exact Mm -hmm. and to me that's a weird phenomenal technology and you know what that is guys it's fucking immortality because they say you die twice you die once and then you die again the last time someone says your name right and that's a weirdly phenomenal thing but we're a storied people we enjoy storytelling so it really is true but we're in an era where you can literally keep your name going forever as long as 
because it's saved. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a weird phenomenon. It's so awesome. And to with me. all the audio of your voice out there, uh, like they could recreate your voice too. I mean, you that's can what do I'm that saying. Now, uh, with technology we have now, with just three seconds or something like that of audio. Anyway, yeah, yeah, it's kind of kind of kind of crazy. Kind of crazy and awesome. So let's get into some nerd stuff. Always, do you still have some time? I, I have a little bit of time. Yeah. How much time? Give me give me give me an arrow. Let's do a half hour. Got it. So Ahsoka. Yeah, it's coming up. We are so Exciting. close to Ahsoka. Yeah. The more I learn about it, the more excited I am. Because I, I don't know if they did this on purpose, but there was like a little teaser trailer that came out. Just recently, the new one that just came out? Uh, or like it, the first it, it one? Was a, it was, I don't know. It was a YouTube. It wasn't a full-length trailer. It was like a minute-long trailer. Yeah. But I uh, saw it on YouTube. It was from Star Wars. Uh, and so it wasn't a fan-made trailer is what I'm trying to say. And uh, it's totally Hayden Christensen, like, giving her advice. So I'm thinking we're getting a blue glowy Hayden Christensen. I don't think we are. I think because we had, we saw the setup in Obi-Wan where they went back and you saw Obi-Wan and Anakin having that little duel where they put Hayden Christian, Obi-Wan, or or Ewan McGregor act. Mm -hmm. What I think is we're going to get flashbacks that we didn't get to see in Clone Clone Wars. Wars. So we're, I don't think we're going to get glowy Anakin. I think we're going to get real Anakin because this whole time we're watching Ahsoka chase down, um, because we're assuming it's chasing down Thrawn, right? This whole time. Better than Ezra. Better than Ezra Ezra and Thrawn looking for for her peeps. So, (laughs) so I think what we're going to get is flashbacks because I think, because I, I forget what the line he says is, but he says something about like what the Jedi are doing wrong or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or he goes, it's not about the Clone Wars isn't about this. It's about something else. And so to me, that's young Ahsoka and younger Anakin. Yeah. So I'm, vi- listen, also I gave Hayden Christensen guff, but the more I go back, especially and watch the third movie, where, like the fight on Mustafar and stuff, the more I go back and watch, I really do think he did about the best job he could of a guy tortured by love and anger mm-hmm. and fear and hatred and I think I everybody called him whiny but how else do you express love and hatred how else do you express fear and loathing and love he didn't he, he didn't not love Obi-Wan the whole time he loved him but he also hated him how do you as a creative actor how do you pull that off if not like sad mm. he's sad he's sad because he loves him and he's sad because he hates him that's the downfall of Anakin Skywalker and the down da- and the and the creation of Darth Vader is that what he found in Padme was love and that love was stripped from him. So then all he had was sadness and fear and hate. All that stuff that he put on Obi-Wan's back that made Obi-Wan lose that hope that we re-get when he meets Luke again. It's hard to do. And if you go back and rewatch, it's not, listen, George Lucas is never a great wordsmith. And they, they shouldn't have to. Listen, Clint Eastwood didn't make his millions off the back of his fucking speeches. He shot guys and looked like a badass. That's Star Wars. It's a Western in space. That's it. So like, to me, I think Hayden Christensen did a pretty phenomenal job and him in Obi-Wan I will till the day I die when that face mask is cut in half and he's fucking spitting and crying and he's so mad and so angry and you go, that is where Kylo Ren comes from. That is the dark side of the force with the faucet not only turned on both valves, but then you kick those fucking valves off and let that water go. That is exactly what Palpatine created in his apprentices, is the ability to get there and Hayden Christensen nailed that to a T. Man, and we're gonna get more of that, except it's not gonna be face-off because he didn't love Ahsoka. He owed kinship to Ahsoka. He felt respect 
responsible for Ahsoka. Mm. He didn't love her the way he loved. Obi-Wan was one of the only, outside of Padme probably and his mom, who really loved him and yeah. he loved them back. And, you know, Anakin's whole thing was that all of his mentors let him down, right? All of them. Well, but with Ahsoka, he was the mentor, right? Yep. So he's got some baggage there. And not only did he let her down, but he let her down so much that she quit doing yeah. the one thing he thought everyone said, aspired to be. She said, fuck your couch, I'm out yeah. of here. Yeah. But, and I don't think, and listen guys, this is what's important about, about these sci-fi stories and these nerd shits we all get into, is that is that forever and always, sci-fi and horror has always been about realism and been about mm, yeah. cultural structures and, and conscious and, and, and consciousness of not just their world but ours so when you look at when you look especially at the Jedi where where uh, I think in in, 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 in shitbag Nolan's Batmans you say you either die the hero or live listen I hate the fact that Oppenheimer did so well in the theaters it makes me yeah. so mad anyway uh, which is gonna be good I'm gonna watch it I love Killian Murphy so um, but uh, but so so the genius of, of that is to Anakin Skywalker becoming a Jedi was the piece de la resistance as the French say, Some but better. Uh, <laughs> shut up. Uh, so, so, but to him, becoming a master Jedi was the end-all be-all of power. He didn't want to be a, a, a senator. He didn't want to rule a planet. Being a Jedi master was the only thing to him that mattered. So when Ahsoka threw down her lightsabers and said, fuck your couch, fuck their couch, fuck Yoda, fuck all this shit, not <laughs> only again, yeah, <laughs> not only that, but like he looked at that and I think more hatred comes, so maybe there will be a lot of, because her ability to go oh I don't need this shit to be happy Anakin Skywalker's brain can't fathom that mm -hmm. because to him that's the only thing that could have possibly made him happy except for Padme so like it's a weird dichotomy and we're walking into what's going to be awesome lightsaber fights but also this is like an adult child coming at their parent <laughs> going yeah. you really fucked me up a little bit just so you know and I get your dad was fucked up and like you're, I get I get it but like or well he didn't really have a dad did he No. I guess you could say the force is a little fucked up yeah. So, uh, but but yeah. So even if it's flashbacks, that's that's super awesome. But we do know he does know how to do the blue glowy because he we, was he knows how to do it. He was a came back as as uh, excuse me old him <laughs> and young him later when George yes. Lucas young no, him up. Forget that. No Mandela effect. It didn't really happen. So, you know. What well, did? Because you can watch it. It's true. <laughs> I can't. I can't get me listen. It's George Lucas's stuff. We don't own it. Oh yeah. So yeah. No. I'm we can we can bitch about it and, 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 and get into all that stuff. But I love I love those. I love the prequel trilogies. As much as I love the sequel trilogies, I think they're all good in their own right. And they all have issues. Listen, if you have a perfect movie out there, all these internet dweebs, these neckbeards who try to breathe and then drool when like a pretty girl walks around, uh, all of these guys don't get the fact that there is nothing perfect in this world. That even like that girl you're pining over or that guy you're pining over, they're not perfect. They shit, they the fart. Shit still sinks. <laughs> they yeah. fucking pick their nose when nobody's looking. Like they do every ugly human thing that every other human being does. So looking for perfection in something is is nonsense. To me, if you're over 50% and not like Ohio GOP over 50%, but even <laughs> slightly over 50%, by the way, of uh, Fuck you guys. Uh, we yeah. won. Uh, yeah, so, uh, but not only that, but like if it's even over better than worse, I'm in. That's where I'm at in my life now. If I enjoy it more than I dislike it, then I enjoy it. There's no, oh, but I'm over, oh, but. Nope, mm. that's it. Do I love everything what? about the sequel trilogies? No, not yeah. a lot of it. I love some of it. It's that stuff I love is really good. Ray's a good character. Finn, they messed up, but he was on the on his way to become a really, really great Star Wars character. I, I mean, I think even the most uh, strident uh, special edition 
competition haters out there, right? They 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 even admit that there's a couple of things that were improvements, right? And I and yeah. I think the the main one I point to is they redid the Vader Emperor scene in the Empire Strikes Back, right? They yeah. redid that that scene. Now it makes sense because Palpatine's played by Ian McDermott now, and he has been like since Return of the Jedi, and probably always will be, and you know all that. So that makes sense. Oh, uh, I another am one. The Senate. I and, fucking love. <laughs> listen, that whole that whole end, that whole crashing down of the Senate and the building, the 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 emergence of the Emperor will go down. Like that was Julius Caesar shit. Oh, I am the Senate. Do you think it, there was like CCTV footage of Yoda and Palpatine fighting in the? Not only that, but there's and, a guy like fucking hey, hey Phil, fucking Yoda <laughs> and Palps are fighting, dude. And like not only that, but up to that point, everybody in the world went this old fuddy duddy who runs the the chance. What is this? And then all of a sudden he's shooting lightning and whipping a lightsaber and kicking Yoda's ass. And throwing pods all over the place. I mean. like Yeah. And you're just sitting there going, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Phil. Phil. And Phil's like packing his shit going, it's all crumbling, dude. And you're like, no, come here, dude. Look at Sheev. Look at Sheev. He's beating up a lizard in here, man. <laughs> a lizard wizard. He's beating up a little lizard wizard in here, man. But also, I kind of would like to see the surveillance cut of that fight. Yeah. Somebody on the internet who's better and more talented than me make a surveillance cut of that fight scene. Yeah, but uh, another change I think most people agree is is for the better is putting Hayden Christensen in the blue glowy scene. Now I have a little bit of objection to it because Luke is like, who the fuck is that? Like, I, you know, he's he's like, who is that? He's like, okay, I know Yoda, I know Obi Wan, right? Got them. Yeah. Who's this? My, what, who's this guy that's younger than me? <laughs> so my my slight problem with it is then that means they get to pick what they look like. Yeah, and I don't think that should it should just be you died that's your fucking form homie like yeah. sorry that you were fat and old but that's the way the force cookie crumbles so I, but again i don't care like uh, the absurdity of going well he was an old guy bluey ghost thing and now he's like a young guy blue ghost thingy and that's really stupid and you go really it's all a little stupid it really like a yeah. and well, like, he didn't worry. come back to tell his son he loved him he's like what's up chief hey. i'm over even though we know now that i could walk over and talk to you and like tell you i really loved you and here's Shit that went bad. Nah. What's up, cool. everybody? Cool party. He walks. I got Yoda. <laughs> Fucking Yoda's here, man. High five. Flip, flip, yeah. flip. So I'm just saying. So Hayden Christian flip, being flip, put in there flip. is fine. It just I don't know. Uh, okay, so uh, there was a. Uh, uh, so have you, have you watched um, Twisted Metal and Peacock yet? I do not have Peacock. I'm not rich. I think I can have up to five screens. I'm going to send you my sign in. You have to watch Twisted Metal. <laughs> you just admitted to breaking terms, my friend. It's not. You literally can have it on five oh, different okay. screens. Well, fuck them. So okay. yeah, what's Peacock going to do? Your, your name is basically Wiener Wiener, so shut up. Believe <laughs> me, I'm a big bird that's named Wiener Wiener. Got it. Anyway, <laughs> Twisted Metal might be, along with what we do in Shadows, might be my favorite, one of my favorite TV shows ever. That's got uh, the Falcon in, right? Oh, he's, and, uh, and Mirabelle, uh, uh, Stephanie Beatrice, Beatrice, Beatrice who, yeah. by the way, I mean, just, she was in and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And she, yeah, she's, she's always been, not only is she a babe, but in this, she's also tough and a little grimy, like post-apocalyptic grimy. And I'm just like, every time she's just awesome and he's I told Sherry today we were watching the last episode because we've been letting uh, my oldest watch it too which there's only a couple scenes like they definitely have sex in a ball pit so but they, you can't see anything but it was like like it was like like it was one of those where you're just like there's like meat clapping sounds and weirdness but then 
then like later they're driving and he she like climbs on top of him and then the camera stops outside the car and the car's just swerving off and I go see that me and the wife get what's going my son just thinks they're crashing but like we get it so I'm down with implied yeah. sex anymore yeah anyway it is it's not Ian like Will- the chase starring Charlie starring Sheen, Charlie Sheen and, and uh, um, Chrissy, Chrissy Swanson yeah, yeah and Henry both- Rollins and Flea and Henry Rollins and Flea as cops <laughs> right were they cops in there they were totally cops that yeah. movie was so dumb but I watched it a million times also I had a crush on Chrissy Swanson because oh, she was didn't? Buffy the Vampire Slayer who didn't yeah you uh, ruined uh, my new jacket also that oh, movie R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. listen that movie does not hold up by the way uh, 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 Donald Sutherland holds up and uh, oh and uh, and uh, D- uh, Luke Perry and, uh, and uh, David yeah. Arquette hold up but like all the other stuff is not no, it's Paul like, Rubens Paul Rubens was great in that no but that yeah maybe that stuff but it's a lot slower than I like I tried to watch it with the teenager oh, yeah. and it definitely feels slow like I'm sitting there going man this this whole flashback and if, fucking Rugger Howard Rugger Howard plays the vampire yeah. like the, there's a flashback where it feels like it's like 30 minutes of them like walking in a vampiric ceremony like it's just paced very weirdly but Paul Rubens phenomenal rest in peace forever love Pee Wee Herman one of the I, I, I made a post about it a long time ago but like Pee Wee for sure made me weird and helped me know that you could just go out and be weird and it's awesome mm. and that's that's fun so well then do you have anything you're watching so we got like two um, ten more minutes uh, yeah so I watched this show uh, called on Paramount Plus called Special Ops Lioness with uh, Zoe Saldana in it yeah um, it's uh, wait is that green girl from the Star Trek shows right uh, no she's or was she green Uhura? she's she's Uhura in Star Trek she's green in Guardians Mar- of the Galaxy gotcha 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 she's blue in Avatar but anyhow so <laughs> listen I'm, I enjoy all the colors of the rainbow <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah so it's written by or it's created by the same guy that does all those Yellowstone and Yellowstone spinoffs right um, it is it is uh, it, it's it's a good show uh, it's pretty brutal and, and unnecessarily fast paced but um, and it's also you know you kind of have to say like there's way too much like world altering like doomsday shit happening to one person you're like okay you just gotta get over that you're right you're just like okay uh, bad things are happening at home bad things are happening at work worse things are happening at work and it's just like listen I watched any one person to take I watched of, eight but. seasons of Dexter and apparently in the local Miami Dade area so about many, 150 so serial too. killers yeah yeah you can in one small portion of the United States yeah. there were literally like 82 serial killers that got killed by another serial killer yeah so yeah, I get it like world I, like you just go ah, this is the world they live in where there's yeah. literally just serial killers yeah. everywhere uh, along so, the same lines I finished the uh, the Jack Ryan uh, Jim uh, Hubbard series mm, uh, he's a good bad. Jack Ryan yeah and um, he's in good company man there's a lot of good Jack Ryans out there wait who's yeah. your favorite Jack Ryan real quick well Harrison Ford is it mine's not mine's Alec I gotta go with him for October got yeah. it and and he is the Christian Bale of Jack because he looks not at all like you want Jack Ryan to look. Yeah. Alec Baldwin in Hunt for October does not look like a guy who could go into Mossad's temple and eradicate a bunch of terrorists and save people. <laughs> he looked like a guy who knew how to tell people how to do that, but not actually do it. But for some reason, maybe just that movie altogether, but I really love him as Jack Ryan. But then, yeah. I mean, Clear and Present Danger. Yeah. Listen, it's a good series altogether. And I've never read any of those books, which I probably should. I tried reading Patriot Games but it's like a thousand pages long. All right, I'm out. Like, uh, I'm out. Yeah. I've been so, working on, uh, oh, well, you can't see it on the bookshelf. I've been working on the trilogy you bought me. Uh, The Joe Abercrombie? Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. it's good stuff. Yeah, I'm about uh, like a quarter way stuff. through the first book and it's like, I really enjoy, I like a writing style where I don't have to think about processing words if that makes sense. Yeah. Like Tolkien, I love Tolkien. You gotta fucking process every other sentence and you have to think, like, and not that the books aren't smart, I just like the, he writes like I think and that's, yeah. I, I enjoy that a lot. 
Um, the other thing I've been watching is this thing called uh, FIFA Women's World Cup. Mm-hmm. So that's a uh, disappointment on many levels. Well, if yes, and in, in some ways, in other ways, it has been kind of fantastic. Like I don't, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't. You probably know what the bracket looks like right now, but I mean, once the U.S. was out, I was totally like Team Australia. Like let's yeah. do this. Like I wanted Australia to go all the way, and now maybe I'm still rooting for them for third place. But at this point, I'm really just rooting for Spain to lose. <laughs> Not so much for England to win, but for Spain yeah. to lose. So I don't know There's if a, you're following that, but uh, I am because I because I do watch because I have MUTV. I do get to watch. I watch the under 18s all the time because MUTV. You get to watch even scrimmage games and stuff, but they always play the women's game. You always get to watch the women's games for free on yeah. the app. So I actually know a lot of the English girls. So I the American team was my go to, but I kind of been following the English team. So so I know a lot of uh, and there's a lot of those girls who have blonde hair that's not real and really big black eyebrows on the English girls team. <laughs> I think that's it's a British a, look. It's a it is definitely a British look, but yeah. a lot of them. But it, it's been a great series. I just yeah. I was so disappointed a in the American women and b that I couldn't leave my house to go watch it somewhere. Yeah. Well, so. I kind of I kind of feel like the U.S. team. If okay, how do I say this without having my citizenship revoked? I feel like the U.S. team should not have progressed with the way they were they were playing. Yeah. So, but that being said, I think that a team being eliminated from a tournament because of penalty kicks is like the biggest we'll insult always, to all. And will always be stupid. Like I hate it. Yeah, it's so dumb. Because right? a it doesn't prove who, the better team. Nope. It does not. It does, it does not, not yeah. progress the better team on no matter what. So my thing would be then we stop tomorrow. We play one half of a game, forty five minutes. That's it. Nobody scores. Fifteen, fifteen. Eventually somebody will fucking score. Yeah. And I get you have to do it, but there's got to be a better way to figure. Do, do I don't know possession with shots. Like figure out mathematically who did better and call it a day. Yeah, that's what they do in boxing, right? That's exactly. Both people are and, still standing, right? And, and at least hockey does sudden death. Why can't we do sudden death? Do two fifteens and then it's yep. sudden death. I mean, that's yep. basically what happens if your if your PKs, if your first five PKs, it's still tied. It's sudden death at that point. Yep. So like, why not just do that? But like on the field, on the field, a thousand percent. Or like, listen, and like, I'm a big MMA fan. I watch a ton of MMA, and every single time, any one of the commentators, any coach says, "Don't leave it up to the judges." So if they did do full game, fifteen minute, fifteen minute, and by the end, then you have people. If if these people can sit on refing councils and sit on owners councils and all this, they know the sport well enough to go. Here's the statistics. You watch the game. You know the pass percentages, the 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 shot percentages, the shots on target percentages. So mathematically, you can go well easily. This team did better than that team. That's it. And guess what? Nobody's going to agree on it. Nobody's going to agree with the judges. Then don't leave it up to the fucking judges. Finish the game when the game's in play. That's what I I would much rather a judge because then at least you look at these games and go, the American team doesn't even deserve to go to penalty shots. They did not deserve to go to penalty shots. That's it. That team should have been just, you're done. You lost. Good job. Go on. Yeah. That's it. Penalties, I think, are the stupidest. And it it makes a mockery of a sport I fucking love Mm -hmm. because it literally, you might as well just flip a fucking coin. Flip a coin. Yeah. Because guess what? Then I don't have to watch it over and over again. Yeah. And guess what, Collins? You could score on any one of those goalies. Not not the win- any goalie. Because you know why? Because most people are within a boxed area, and that boxed area is 10% of the goal. Yeah. They can't possibly cover. As long as the ball goes towards the goal, your chances of it going in are way better than the goalie blocking. Because with the reaction time, the goalie has to guess. You they know? have to guess. And then you get all that stupid, and this is what I hate even more. You get all that stupid, they call it gamesmanship, where like, you know, like goalies will go up and whisper something in the shot taker's ear, and you know, just do stupid shit like that, or intentionally yeah. encroach so that they have to take the shot over, you know, like doing stupid shit like that. Like yeah. that's not that's that's not playing better on the field. But but my point is is that I feel like the, with the way the U.S. team was playing, they were going to get knocked out eventually, and maybe that'll be 
better in the long run for the U.S. team. I don't know about for women's soccer in general, but uh, but how well Jamaica performed, how well Nigeria performed, yeah. how well like uh, in Australia. Australia was not favored at all. They're, at I don't know what their rank is, but I think they're they're you know probably not in the top ten. I think they're below. I think that, they're but. high. I think they're high eighteen. Like I think I think it's like sixteen or eighteen, wasn't it? Yeah, and here I they, they were definitely not like not not sanctioned or not expected to go very yeah, far. And here they 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 could finish third. You know, yeah, that, that's pretty awesome. Uh, the reason I'm rooting against Spain though is because I feel like they're a little smug. You know, they're like, yeah, we we, we need Spanish to people in general. And I'm not going to make a generalization <laughs> except for I am. But it's a, just a it's a it's a it's a country of smugness. They're like they think the everything they do the is better. Soccer. And I go except for Mexicans kind of took all the stuff you guys were good at and just made it better. Made you it guys better. had kind of spicy food. They've got really good spicy food. <laughs> you yeah. guys kind of know Spanish. They do some cool Spanish stuff. Pendejo. Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay, you got paella. That's great. The, paella is awesome, but the Mexican paella is better. So it's better. Know, it's better. <laughs> I don't know if Spanish people have margaritas. Not as good as like a real no. down home Mexican no. margarita. So you guys lose. They have also Mexican. But guess what? Mexican sangria is better. Mexican sangria. <laughs> Because Mexican sugarcane is better than Spanish sugarcane. <laughs> it's another fact of life. Mexican sodas taste better than American we are sodas. We're a lot of our Spanish losing. listeners. We have we, a lot of Spanish listeners. Sorry, Marta. Barca, Bar, Barcelona, uh, Madrid. Uh, yeah, the whole street of Gibraltar is just going dark. That's right. But yeah, that's okay. Hey, look at this. See this? Even though I hate him, I am wearing this. You know what this is? Viva Portugal. Take that, Spain. <laughs> I don't know if they're... Do they fight? I don't know if they, they fight. Well, they're one country inside the other one. That's kind of sexual. Oh, so might as well call those Doug and Malta. Oh! Will you tell that story real quick? And then we can call it a day. About how you just went up and, and, <laughs> and physically assaulted my mother at the, at the show. And she just totally, like, she just wrapped her arms around you. I mean, she hugged me tight. She's like, oh my God, it's so good to see you. And then and she that, was like, then she was like, who, who the fuck that? is that And guy? I was like, that's Doug. She goes, that's Doug? Well, to be fair, she hasn't seen you really since. Physically yet. In a long, long lost time. lost a whole lot of weight. And yep. she was like, oh my God, that's Doug. I, she's like, I knew I knew him. I just didn't know. I couldn't place his name. I was like, well, that's because he looks When different. she came back over, she goes, I just thought you were one of the kids that was in him out of my house. <laughs> and I was like, that's probably true. But last time I saw them, uh, I remember because I go, oh, that's Bob. Because I got caught talking to your dad. And I just sat there for 40 minutes having a chat with your dad, even though I was at Walmart and I was shopping. And like your mom does, has a, a phenomenal way of like slowly looking at stuff and then just was gone. Yeah. Just vaporized. And then I'm just talking to Bob about stuff because your dad so, is a great dad, talker. Uh, uh, yeah. My almost 73-year-old dad apparently has discovered a new love of his, which is uh, punk rock shows. Like, he just... Like, Did he have a blast? blast? Yeah, he went to the one down in Kentucky, and he went to the one uh, a couple weeks ago, and just like, he's like, man, I haven't... That's so much fun. He's like, I didn't... I forgot how much fun those shows were. That's awesome. And it was just that's like... so awesome. Like, he's just... He loves it. I mean, he doesn't obviously doesn't get in the pit or anything, but he's, yeah. you know, he's just he's like, just all the energy there and everything else, he loves it, so it's good time. Yeah, and we have some... I do have a, a couple good videos, uh, partial videos and stuff of the muckers. We can, I, I yeah. actually, I'll send them to you and you can do with them what you will. So, so, and, uh, maybe I'm, this is a, you know, exclusive two weeks from everywhere exclusive, but, uh, we were talking that, um, after the Hamilton show, after the, the reunion show, we were, or the return, we were going to concentrate on getting stuff recorded and put up on the, on the streaming platform. So you should for sure. There's so solidness there. Yeah. So anyway, so this one was more about just me and Ryan catching up on shit. We literally just did. Uh, <laughs> 
but we'll uh, we'll get back into it. And uh, and and again, I I had like I had games and stuff, but uh, we haven't done it in so long. I thought it'd be a fun like let's catch up and and uh, and stuff. So, but in two weeks we will. And, and now that like Saturday mornings are normally good, it was just this Saturday because of your thing didn't work out great like early. But I can go as early as you want on Saturday mornings when we get over with and and done. So we'll we'll keep up on it. So yeah, cool for sure. Uh, and I can I'll, well that's behind the scenes stuff. Talk about oh, after, you guys after, almost after got Craig, some shit. Now you get nothing. Craig He's about to whip that dick out. Now he's not. <laughs> Zipped it back up. You guys just got teased. That's the old Collins tease. If you guys knew him in high school, you'd know that happened all, all the, time. the time. Yeah, it's true. There's probably photographic evidence of it. In my brain. <laughs> Keep it a little file called the in your, bank bank. The, bank, the beat bank is what I was the, You call it the beat bank? That's what I was going to call it. Oh, no, well, it's bank. Uh, when I was in junior high, I had the beat tape, but we won't go into that. That was. Oh, we will VHS. next week for fucking that sure. The, that was in the VHS days. <laughs> I cannot wait to see and know what was on that video. Oh, I don't tape. remember what was on it. I just remember what it was used for. So there you go. I, to, to be fair, Doug, I only watched it for about three or four seconds at a clip. <laughs> at a time. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you what color anybody's hair was, buddy. <laughs> was that a fuzzy areola? Man, let's do it. I think every teenager, or especially middle schooler, well, in the days of analog VHS tape. Yeah, it definitely was. That was an analog joystick for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm Doug. I'm Ryan. But I just cut off your joke because that's our friendship. Love you guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>